into the contest. It's Wednesday, the 29th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you? I'm well, Timmy. Good to be. It's hump day. Do I always like hump day? You know that. Yeah, I know. It doesn't always work <laughs> out, hump day, but we've discussed that in the past. Now, look, they, the politicians don't want to call it Freedom Day, but obviously there's some dates in the calendar where things are going to open up and the curtains are going to be pushed back. What are you going to do first up. I'm going to catch up with my one of my best mates, Corey Pearson, former rugby league player. Peaches. Peaches, Peaches Pearson. And we, are, we have already decided we're going to go to the Fortune of War. We're going to have one off the tap down there, and then we're going to go to, um, to Saki for lunch, mate. That's what I'm going to be doing Freedom Day. And I cannot wait to be back in a restaurant and having a beer standing up in the pub. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get some cameras to follow you on that day because it'd be quite, <laughs> be quite good watching. <laughs> All right, there's plenty to talk about. Of course, NRL Grand Final Week. The Panthers have had a major blow. Paddy Mills wants to take all that Olympic momentum into, of course, the NBA season. And that drama, the coach never got the chance to talk after the AFL Grand Final. We'll dig a bit deeper at that. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, Main Hair Care. Okay, Shane, uh, look, he only came into the side a few months ago, really, because he started the year with Brisbane. I'm talking of Tavita Pangai Jr., this absolutely big, big weapon of a football player, and he's out. That's that, that's that's going to hurt them in the grand final, him not being there, because he's really made a difference. Yeah, I agree, Timmy. It's a massive blow um, for the Penrith Panthers. And, um, yeah, Tavita Pangai Jr. out with a knee injury. Um, it was ligament damage that he did against the Storm in the prelim. Good news is for Moses uh, Leota, he comes in to, um, to replace him, so he gets his chance in a, in a grand final. So that's, that's always a positive to a, to a negative. But um, that'll be the last game that uh, Tavita plays for Penrith because obviously he's going to Canterbury next year. Yeah, and they're, they're building a, a quite a good list, aren't they, Canterbury? Now, drama around, <laughs> look, they've been tiptoeing all over the past couple of years, haven't they? The NRL and the AFL, for that matter. We've had games in, in Mackay. We've had games in Redcliffe. And look, the, the grand final's all set, 50,000 people at Suncorp, and then bang, they get some COVID cases yesterday. So they've had to put a backup plan just in case. Yeah, but uh, the latest news, literally minutes ago, they're saying they're pretty sure now it's still going to be at Suncorp. So uh, fingers crossed it is. But um, yep, this year uh, never pans out the way that we think it's going to pan out because uh, COVID is always throwing curveballs at us, mate. Yeah, well, Suncorp Stadium, and it may never, ever get a grand final in our lifetime again unless something uh, happens of of a severe nature like we've seen. So, look, good luck to them. They'll get uh, 50,000 there um, with that good news that you've just mentioned there. Now, Benji Marshall, he may not retire. 
No, I don't think so. And um, he said whilst his body feels good, he's, he's prepared to to play on. It's been 16 years since he won a premiership with the Balmain Tigers. And he goes into his second grand, well, potential to win his second grand final here um, with South Sydney. He's 36 years of age, but he said his body still feels good. And he's still looking for inspiration every day to make him a better player. So... You know, he said age is not a, not a barrier to him. So good on him if he wants to keep playing. Um, although Wayne Bennett's saying that's it for him, <laughs> and normally Wayne's right. I'd like I'd like to say age isn't a barrier, but when I get up in the morning and I struggle to do it. Uh, look, I, I look if they win this grand final, I really hope he does retire because it would put the perfect bow at the end of a, a remarkable career, wouldn't it? Like the way he started back at Kibra Park as a boy and then took the game by storm. I remember I worked on that game when they won the grand final. It was amazing under Tim Sheen. So for him to finish with a grand final win, I can't see – this is outside looking in, of course. I can't see what another year would ever do if you win the premiership this year. And Sturlow's opened up about his retirement and he's, he's acknowledged the fact he's had a dream run, an extraordinary run, played footy for all that amount of time. Uh, left and took up the microphone and he was very good at it and still is. Very good, mate, both on and off the field. Four-time premiership player, 30-year career in television, um, but at 61 years of age and, and maybe COVID has been a big part of this, mate, that he sat back and, and really looked at his life and he said he's probably got 10 to 15 good years left in him and he wants to enjoy them. So good on him. He's worked hard all his life, both as a footballer and as a broadcaster and maybe it is time for him to... Um, to use a few of those dollars that he's probably earned over the years and really, really enjoy himself. Good on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think you might see him at a golf course near you. Now, one of the dramas at the end of the AFL grand final, Basil Samplis, who is uh, like Mr. Perth, isn't he? he? He's a radio host, TV guy. He's, I think he's the Lord Mayor as well. But he's come out and apologised for not letting the Premiership coach, Simon Goodwin, make a speech. Mate, still 57 years since the, since the Melbourne coach has made a speech. <laughs> and that's, Norm Smith. <laughs> that's not going to change. But he did, he did uh, apologise profusely and said that it was, um, he was really uh, uh, upset that he didn't give Simon Goodwin the chance to get up there and speak on behalf of the Melbourne club and as a coach. Um, they tried to do that even after, later in the ceremony, but the moment was gone. And um, look, I'm sure Simon would have loved to have said a few words, but I think he's pretty, pretty happy with the premiership nonetheless. Yeah, Basil's copped it. I feel for him. I yeah. feel for him because you've only yeah. got one time to get it right when you're on that stage. Someone might have blurted in his ear, hey, how about you get the coach to speak? But um, it's gone now. It's fish and chip shop paper. Bit of basketball bouncing around and uh, Paddy Mills, I-, I think this is my highlight of any sporting uh, time throughout the course of 2021. The Boomers winning that bronze medal. I think I've mentioned on the po- podcast before. And he's basically wants to take this whole swagger, this brilliance, the way that he grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck in the bronze medal game. He wants to take that forward with the Brooklyn Nets. He does, mate. He wants to take his newfound attitude, as you said, to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, after 10 years at San Antonio, he joins three legends of, of basketball and, and three key players mm. in James Harden, Kiri, um, uh, Irvine and, and Kevin Durant. And it was Kevin Durant who actually um, convinced him to go um, over to Brooklyn um, because I think with him, they're a really, really good chance of winning a, winning a championship. So uh, watch his space. But I think um, if Paddy Mills can take that swagger, as you said, Timmy, um, they're a very big chance to, to win the competition. I love him. I love Paddy Mills. Mm. What about this LeBron James story about how he was offered an NFL contract? I suppose he would have been a star in that as well. Yeah, talented, talented sportsman. Um, obviously playing wide receiver in the um, in high school in the NFL. Um, and it was in 2011 when the NBA was under a collective bargaining re-agreement. Um, mm. There was a chance for him to go over 
Uh, I think he was offered to play with the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. So it was, um, he obviously didn't take it up, but, uh, at that point he had not won a, an NBA premiership. So, um, he's changed that since. Well, he's well into his thirties now, but, uh, you and I are both old enough to remember when his highlight reels were starting to come out on the basketball court when he was 14, 15, 16. Mm. He's just been precocious, prodigious, all those words, hasn't he? LeBron James, what a sports person he is. Now, a bit of cricket, David Warner hitting his IPL career could be over. Obviously, it hit the skids in India last year before the COVID thing hit. Yeah, well, this IPL has been played over two periods. Um, As we know, they've just rejoined um, to finish off the competition from last year. He was dropped. Um, We had Tom Moody on Afternoon Sport Podcast, who is the Director of Coaching at the Sunrisers, and said... You know, he still thought that um, David Warner had some good cricket left in him. Trevor Ballas is a coach, but they dropped him um, the first round of the IPL. And then back this time, he scored a duck and two runs, and they've dropped him again. And uh, they've made way for younger players within the squad. So Dave Warner, that could be the end of his IPL career, which is a very, very big part of players sort of late in their career retirement plans because they make a lot of money towards the end of their career. But uh, I'm sure there's other tournaments around the world that Dave Warner will try and play in. Yeah, well, he turns 35 at the end of the month, at the end of October. Uh, what do you think Ashes-wise for him? Oh, look, I, I think I think he is probably getting towards past his best. Um, he's been less consistent, and he's scoring at a lesser strike rate as well. Um, he's always averaged 140-plus strike rate in the IPL, and he's down to about 111, um, which is a really, really big difference. And add in, he's scoring no runs as well. It's not, not a great combination, so... Look, he's a fighter. He always has been. He's been a fantastic cricketer for Australia. But uh, maybe he needs to go out after this series, I think. And the Shield match yesterday postponed because of that drama in Brisbane. Yeah, another drama again, mate. Uh, the due, Queensland due to play Tasmania Dean Healy Oval there in Brisbane. But uh, due to um, a couple of people contracting COVID, and they haven't been very, very clear on who has actually contracted COVID, um, that, that game's been postponed. And it's, it's a horrible preparation for an Ashes series. You want to get out and score some runs and, and take some wickets. But uh, once again, COVID's jumped in and messing things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I was interesting to watch uh, Four Corners last night and this whole story on Australian soccer. It's 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 had a, a look a murky sort of disrupted past, hasn't it, the game in this country? Uh, of course, for so long it was on, on sort of nationality lines and cultural lines, the way that teams were put together and the A-League was all about trying to, you know, get it into a more formulated competition where you could just have cities and, and, and states representing. But it seems that some of the ownership of a few of these clubs still in that zone of murky. Yeah, it is. Uh, and they've sort of really delved into the foreign ownership around Melbourne City, um, whose mm. sister club is 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 Manchester City, um, the very successful football club in England. Um, but they're owned by the, um, the royal family of Abu Dhabi, um, who have some questionable um, human rights record you know so they're sort of saying that uh, a lot of our football teams are not Australian owned although our super isn't either, either Timmy so I don't know what they're too worried about yeah it, yeah I don't know the A-League look I, I think this whole deal this whole new TV deal they've got might help them um, but uh, th- that's that's an area 
of that game. Internationally, like I think everyone got on board the Matildas and when the Socceroos are on a high, people get behind it. But domestically, mm. it just hasn't hit the mainstream. Look, it may happen because it's got so much participation, but uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen any time real soon. And what about this racing car going for 610000 I suppose this is Chas Mostert's Holden racing car and Holden of course we know the factory shut I remember I only got a grand for my HQ when I eventually sold it $610,000 Shane mate I bought my second car was a nine I think it was a 1988 Holden Commodore I probably should have kept that it was worth $610,000 I'm not sure that one was worth that but um yeah it's a lot of money for it for a car and uh yeah there's still some real fanatical collectors you're either a Ford man or a Holden man Where, where did you sit Tim Oh, yeah, I, I didn't really care too much. I suppose I suppose a Holden man because I had an, HQ, had an HQ. No, no, I had an HQ Kingswood, but it got stolen seven times. The last time it got stolen, uh, the cops or the police rang me and they said, oh, Mr. Gilbert, your car's at Point X. I think it was left at Cabramatta or something. And I went to Cabramatta to get it and it had been stolen again. So this is uh, <laughs> the beautiful, beautiful big machines, the old HQ Kingswood. But 610000 we might see a few more sales like this with, with Holden now closing its factory and that whole whole Holden Ford thing is obviously going to start to dissipate going forward, but it was delivered in full racing livery. The whole car was as Chas Mostert would have got out of it, say, at Mount Panorama. Now, today, the nostalgic moment for today, you and your brother obviously uh, excelled at the game of cricket, but you trialled for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I want to hear more about this because the Arizona Diamondbacks, I remember at the SCG, they started with the LA Dodgers. Remember the the whole competition started there uh, at the MLB at the SCG one year. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, well, it just got me thinking with that LeBron James and him potentially going to the NFL, and I totally forgot about that uh, 2001 after the Arizona Diamondbacks had won their first premiership. Um, mm. They sort of got Brett and I along as a bit of a PR thing to to trial um, and to throw some pitches to um, to the catcher. Now, if you throw 100 miles an hour in um, baseball in America, you consider right up there as one of the fastest pitchers. And Brett threw 97 mile an hour, and I threw 98, which I was happy to be throw faster than Brett. But um, it, I was there was later in my career, I was 29, I was never going to go and change and go to baseball. But uh, it got me thinking, man, I could have earned a few bucks over there if I went maybe many years earlier. Yeah, Australia's version of Babe Ruth. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you hurt your shoulder or was it all right after the 98 clicks? No, no, it was it was fine. It was um, always had a strong arm, but uh, in baseball, you obviously got to be able to to bat as well, which which I could do. But it's very very different using a baseball bat to a um, to a cricket bat, and obviously with, with baseball, the mound they're throwing from quite a height down at you, um, similar distance, but but a very very different game. Of course, you need to uh, to be playing from a very very young age to uh, master that one. I think. Were you over there or over here when it happened? No, it was, it was in Sydney. It was in Sydney. Oh, in Sydney. Okay. I was just about to yeah. ask about the tour. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Arizona's not far from Vegas. Well, I remember mm. not long after that, Brett got offered to throw a first pitch at a, um, a White Sox game. And they walked out and introduced him. And they, they said, we've got Brett Lee here from Australia, and he's a bowler. And then they put up 10 pins on the screen. I thought he was a 10-pin bowler. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, are you going to try and throw one over our man? And Brett, go, Brett actually pegged one in and... Um, I remember they, the crowd started yelling out, he throws it harder than you, man. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, funny. good fun. 10-pin bowling, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. All right, mate, love it. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our great producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.